If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, September 26th, and we're recording this episode at our new 1022 studios at Industrious. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for this wonderful studio that Callie put together. Oh, with with help, but um, you're the you're the spearhead, the project leader. I'm really loving it. If you the general, if you <laughs> I'm the general. Can you just call me that from now on? Yeah. You weren't listening, were you? I heard you say that, but I saw there's um, cable clips that I want to take off the that I had when the cables were running down this wall. Yeah. And I just saw them and I made a mental note to, it, to remove them. Got it. It looks fab. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go check out um, what it looks like on my Instagram account. My name is Callie Dollar. And today I am grateful for um, Moshe and Alex's new baby. One of our 1022 shows is the Mo News podcast um, hosted by Moshe Wununu of formerly of CBS Morning News. He was an executive producer and then started putting news, kind of news analysis or little like news tidbits. He started kind of reporting himself during the pandemic and he exploded. And now- He got, he got frustrated at the biased news, you know, the yeah. lean that everybody take, you know, takes. And he really is a fan of news. So what he started doing is- he would watch the conservative news outlets and he would watch the more liberal news outlets. And then he would report on what the news was and then explain why it was being reported one way by one platform and another way by another platform. And then he would try to identify where the middle ground is. That's probably the the most accurate rendition of, of this story. Yeah. And he does, even with, you know, stories, he's like, okay, here's why local residents are upset about this. And here's why, you know, the business owners in that city are, you know, for or against that. And he really dives into that. He's fantastic. Um, if you haven't listened to his show, do it. It's great. He and Jill do a great job. He and his wife, Alex, just had their very first baby over the weekend. And we are so grateful that mom is healthy and baby is healthy. And I don't think anyone's probably sleeping. I hate saying that, but he told you he wasn't sleeping really. So um, that's a fair thing to say. And we're so yeah. excited for them. I sent a message to see how everybody was doing. And in his response, one of the things he indicated was that he hadn't slept. And I said, you know, I, I just wrote back, haha. But in my head, I thought, don't ever, ever, ever say that to anyone else. Don't, don't say, say that to that, your wife. Don't say that you're tired <laughs> right now because it is chaos. The first few days home from the hospital, chaos. But you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to She speak labored that. and yes. it is called labor for a reason. So I'm sure she needs a couple days of sleep too. But congratulations, you guys. We're so excited and we can't wait to get our hands on a little smooshy baby of yours. Um, and yay, so exciting. Okay, I have beef. I'm gonna start the show with some beef about two headlines that were circulating in the news yesterday. One is the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey Thing. And everyone is saying, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about at all, it's all over the internet. You can Google it. it. Taylor Swift went to a Kansas City Chiefs game and sat next to Travis Kelsey's mom and everyone's saying, oh, they're dating, whatever. The reason that annoys me in, is because- in the, in, the, in, the, in the family suite. Yeah, in the family suite. It, like It wasn't, you know, as though he got her a ticket and it just happened to be next to mom. Taylor was invited into 
the family suite. Yeah. And everyone, the annoying, I'm annoyed at the news outlets because all the headlines read, you know, Taylor Swift sparks rumors. She's not sparking anything. That was a hard launch. She's a a media genius. Like she doesn't go out in public with someone when people are gossiping about her, if she doesn't want that confirmed, like that is a hard launch for her. And it drives me crazy when she's like, when people are like, are they or aren't they? Well, obviously they are. Like what she it, spends her entire life sneaking around. And when you see her in public, it's because she wants you to. But what if, what if it's just a big thing? She's she's brilliant at media exposure, mm-hmm. right? What if it's just a thing that she says, hey, what like what if the two of them are friends and she says, hey, you want to own the headlines for a week? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's hang out at a game. Yeah. And he's like, all right. And they do it and it happens. Yeah. I don't think that's the case here, but... Um, just so you that know, annoys me. The the um, superstar, by the way, in all of this is the person who manufactures or sells the outfit that Travis was wearing when they left the football game together. Mm-hmm. You see what they did? Yeah. They changed the name of it. Oh, no. He was wearing an outfit that was kind of, you know, funky. What's okay. it called? What's it called when they wear? What did you think I was going to say? You acted like you were going along with the story. Oh no! I just thought you were going to say something about how they left together in that. Oh like, no no no! Car blah blah blah. He was wearing an outfit that. What's it called when they people wear stuff on the runway that you would never you, you can't buy at Macy's because it's, it's not so, off the runway. It's off the runway. Okay. Yeah. No, there's a word for it. Couture. Yes. Okay. That. So he's wearing an outfit that you're not going to go. They don't sell it at Macy's, right? Right. It's a fancy outfit, and it was called "Portrait of a Woman" or something. And it was kind of a painting of a woman lounging or whatever. Mm -hmm. The company who makes it changed the name of it to "Portrait of a Woman 1989." That's awesome. After the fact, so now all the Swifties were looking it up, saying, "Oh my gosh, this has been going on forever. Look, he's wearing he he wore an outfit." That has the name of her out, whatever album, yeah. blah blah blah. And no, they're give, just smart. Give that marketing person a race. And they changed the name of it as soon as they saw him wearing it in yeah. public. Brilliant, Super smart. Uh, the other thing that is kind of like rubbing me the wrong way is that Ryan Seacrest was announced as the new host of Wheel of Fortune. Here's this is twofold why this annoys me. One, I really think that Vanna White should have been the host. I think that she's been there forever. I don't think she gets nearly the credit she deserves, and I think loyal, um, wheel of fortune, like wheel of fortune loyalists, I think would have loved to see her host. Okay. So that is annoying. Like, you know, cause I was like team Vanna and I'm glad they've said that she's getting a salary increase and whatever, which she 100% deserves. But still I'm, I would be shocked if Ryan Seacrest were not making more than her. And number two, Ryan, can you just not be good at something? Like, can you just not, he, you know, he was like live with Kelly and Ryan. Like he just, he's like the Tom Brady of media. Like he's everywhere and he's good at everything. And I just want him to like, let somebody else have a little bit of the spotlight. I, that is such a, the, the Vanna part, I agree with the Seacrest part. I am, I, I'm surprised that that's your take. I'm like you again. 
Come on. But why are you? No, there, but, there's nothing not likable about him, which that's is why, why it's annoying. Oh, see, I think it's great. I think it's brilliant on his. I think it's it's I think it is a mastery of a very political and networky world. Yes. Yes, he is. He 100% is. I'm wondering how, you know, cause your dad loves Wheel of Fortune. Yes. So I'm wondering how are people your dad's age going to feel about, like, I feel like they would have been like, yay, Vanna. And now I feel like they're going to be like, what does this guy think he's doing? Like people that were, you know. OG, Pat Sajak, Team Sajax. Yeah. And I think your dad, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but your dad was really into Regis and. Um, Kelly, the original. Yeah, what's, oh my gosh, who was it? We're the biggest jerks. Regis and Kelly? Oh no, I thought it was before Kelly that he liked. Kathy Lee. Oh, Regis and Kathy Lee. There was no, and then when Ryan came in the picture, you know, and Michael Strahan, he's like, I don't, I don't know about this. Like, this, it wasn't um, his thing. I don't and I feel like, I want to know what he thinks of the Wheel of Fortune, because I feel like a lot of older Wheel of Fortune purists are going to not like Ryan Seacrest. I think he liked Seacrest. I think think I can't remember who else was in there. Michael Strahan was in there. Now it's Mark and I haven't heard him say anything. But there about was Mark somebody yet. between Michael Strahan. Oh, Michael Strahan was the guy who just up and quit. Yeah. I don't think that he, they liked Michael Strahan. Yeah. And, but I don't know if that was a, while he was on or if that was because of what he did to Kelly. Cause he did Kelly dirty. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, but that just, you know, Ryan Seacrest, you don't have to be good at everything. Let somebody else have, you and, you and Tom Brady need to go live on an island and just be perfect together. And then, you know, leave I, the rest of us little peons down here to be average. Sorry. Bob. <laughs> I just hit the, I just hit the microphone stand. I just, uh, no, I was laughing at your emotions today. Oh, okay. Um, Bobby Bones is a syndicated radio personality and he's a TV host and he's a book author and he's done a million different things, but he's most known for his syndicated radio show. Mm -hmm. He's in Las Vegas right now for the iHeart Music Festival. Yes. And he showed on Instagram, he shared an Instagram story yesterday of him showing off his his hotel room, didn't say where he was staying, but said that there were two red flags at the hotel. Number one, they noticed something on the couch when they got in that they thought was maybe a piece of food or a wrapper or something. And when they got up close, they realized there was actually a painted toenail. Ew. Okay. That's so gross. Okay. So then they... They, they go into the restroom and find in the shower poop. What? Yep. Yeah, I would be out. Done. Say no more. But would you? Would you be out? Because obviously this is a tremendous fail on the hotel's part in the housekeeping department mm -hmm. of the hotel. Mm -hmm. Right? But... If because my initial reaction is, oh my gosh, you you go down to the front desk, you get your money back, you go to a different hotel, you call your you know obviously he's there on radio business, you call your bosses and say I'm staying at a different hotel, you got to reimburse me. Yeah, Blech. gross toenail and poop, no. Right. But then I thought, will there ever be a cleaner hotel room 
then the one that the customer that happens to gets right after that. No. I mean, if you're the manager of that hotel, obviously, Bobby's got a level of celebrity, right? Right. But even an average Joe goes to a hotel manager and says, this is what I discovered. You need to make this right. Number one, they're probably going to give them the room for free or a huge discount or you get breakfast or something, whatever, a whole vacation, whatever. You get something. But then they're going to relocate you to another room. And before he puts you in that room, he's going to send somebody in there, in theory, to make sure that you could perform surgery in that room. Yeah. I think this should serve as a good reminder to take a step back and take a 30,000 foot view of the entirety of the situation. Mm -hmm. Because me, I'm reactive. Mm -hmm. When something like that happens, immediately I think, oh my gosh, I can't stay in here. Dramatic. Right? Mm -hmm. The reality is you just step back, you'll get the better end of the deal, right? Yeah, because you get the cleanest hotel room of all time. Um, and then, uh, something else that I saw yesterday, uh, online that made me very, it made me very sad because of one thing that Ellie does. I read that the generation above Ellie, I always get confused. Gen Z is the most, is Gen, where's millennial? When's Gen, who's younger? Gen Z is younger. Okay. Gen Z is going to be the last generation to have any sort of Southern accent. Yeah, we talked about that on the show last week. And the other day, Ellie said doggies, which is the only word that she says. And I don't think it's a Southern accent. I think it's just the way she pronounces it. Look at those doggies. Look at those doggies. And maybe I say it like that and she's just, yeah, you know, mimicking me. But how sad that there won't be any more tiny little kids with cute little Southern accents. I know. That really is cute. Any kid with any sort of accent right. is super adorable. Right. Even a Boston accent. But I, so, I, so the article that I saw was about Southern accents. Does it also apply to other? Because the reasoning of the Southern accent going away is because of the globalization of communication. Right. People now are watching videos from all over the world, right? Right. They're not just surrounded by the people that so they live next to or their family members. Is a Long Island accent going away? Is a Brooklyn accent yeah. going away? Is a Boston accent going away? I hope Boston accents never go away. It's my favorite. That was a very, by the way, when you said that on the show, um, we got messages from people who just did not understand that. They find What, the, the Bo- Boston accent? Yes. The f- I think because it's just funny and it's so different. So it's not that I like it, like I think it's attractive, but I just think that it's so extreme that it's adorable, you right. know? Yeah. Guy in Ohio is in West Virginia and- A guy in Ohio. Was in West Virginia. It sounds like a joke. A guy from Ohio. Oh yeah, a guy from Ohio is in West Virginia. Thank yes. you for correcting me. You're welcome. A guy from Ohio is in West Virginia, calls 911 and says that he's injured- He's stranded and that there are bears circling him. He says, I've been walking for days. Can somebody please get me out of here? So they mobilize a full-on rescue operation and they find him after only two hours and they get him out of the woods on Mm -hmm. a back of a, you know, ATV or whatever. And he denied medical treatment. They asked him to describe, you know, the bears 
because he wasn't that far in the woods. So they obviously want to know the situation with the bears. Um, and that's when he admitted that he just wanted a ride. Gosh. Can't you go to jail for that? He did get, like, he did get arrested and he was charged with falsely reporting an emergency incident. Yeah. And I feel like he said he was very drunk when he made the 911 call. <laughs> I feel like there's also, you can get in trouble for misusing resources. I guess how much it depends on how many resources they're using to find you. But if you're, you know, the people that like fake their own kidnappings uh-huh. or whatever, and then you judge is like, you have to pay back. They spent like 3 million <clears throat> tax dollar, you know, when I, um, I would assume it's still a law, but there is a law in Tucson, Arizona. I don't know if it's the whole state, but I know I lived in Tucson for a few years and there's a law it's called, um, I mean, it's, I don't think it's officially the idiot law, mm-hmm. but the, it's people who talk about it call it the idiot law. And there is a very rainy season. They call it the monsoons. Mm-hmm. And for Tucson is dry desert, except for three or four weeks in the, at the end of the summer when it rains so much and these washes fill with water. Yeah. And people always look at it and say, I can drive through that. Oh. And they, and they try and then their car goes sideways and it drifts down and then it gets stuck. Then they have to be rescued because they can't climb out because they're essentially in a rushing river. Right. So they're on their roof and then they got to sometimes get a helicopter if they can't, whatever. You have to pay for all of that. Yeah. And you get a and you get a huge fine on top of it. Yeah, it's kind of smart though. Mm-hmm. All right, here are your three random things for today. A dentist named Val Kolpakov, I think I'm saying that right, K O L P A K O V of Alpharetta, Georgia, has a Guinness Book of World Record in his name. He has more tubes of toothpaste than anyone else in the world. Okay. Do you think he uses that as a flex, like in his dating life? Um, what are your hobbies? I collect toothpaste. Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, depends on the, I mean, he's a dentist, right? So if he's at a convention mm-hmm. and we don't know anything about, maybe he's happily married. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. maybe he already wooed someone. With his t- tubes. Yeah. With his tubes. Do you <laughs> ever want to come over and hold my tubes? Um, you never laugh at my jokes. That was a good job. A moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this new studio is making you funny. Uh, <laughs> he started his collection back in 2001 to just learn about types of toothpaste on the market because mm-hmm. he is a dentist, right? And Market research. Market research. And he was recognized in June 2012, and he continues to hold the record. Um, he has toothpastes from Japan and South Korea and Russia and Germany. The value of the collection, over $30,000. Oh, my gosh. The more unusual flavors, wasabi, Ew. bamboo, Ew. and bacon toothpaste. Yuck. Um, your second random thing for today is garlic breath can be fixed by eating yogurt, plain yogurt, thanks to the proteins that are in it. This is a study that came out of Ohio State. So you know how like I keep peanut butter in my bag. Maybe you keep plain yogurt in your work fridge. If you're someone that likes garlic, like Jeff and I do, um, they discovered yogurt was 99% effective at reducing the major odor producing garlic compounds and high protein yogurt, which is really popular these days because everybody I feel like right now wants high protein, high protein. Uh, That's the best. 
And your third random thing for today is Happy National Pancake Day. That's today. Here are a few pancake facts for you to flip around. <laughs> um, the uh, pancake flour, uh, the Aunt Jemima pancake flour was the first ready mix food to be sold commercially back in 1889. Oh, wow. The record for the fastest ever marathon run while continuously tossing a pancake is three hours, two minutes, and 27 seconds. Because running a marathon is not enough. Right. You got to flip a pancake while you do it. And the very first pancake recipe ever was found in an English cookbook around the start of the 15th century. And those are your three random things. You are strong, you are brave, you're kind, and you always belong here.